Welcome to When and Where for Senior Care with assisted living and memory care professionals, Denise and Richard from Serenity Assisted Living and Serenity Memory Care in Dilworth. Denise Tollison in the studio with us right now. Denise, it's a hot one out there. It's a little cooler than yesterday. And Lily oh, and I good. chatted about it on the drive over. <laughs> she went to the air show, so this was way better than it was yesterday. Oh, my, yeah. Oh, I can believe that. Well, and you brought a guest with you, Lillian Dahl. Lillian, welcome to the Mighty 790. Thank you for coming to this afternoon. Thank you for having me. Lillian, uh, one of the reasons Denise brought you here, other than, you know, we just have been dying to meet you, is uh, we want to talk about what this last year was like for you because I think uh, your generation was affected greatly by the quarantine that took place uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Can you tell us sort of what that year felt like? I describe it as living dead uh, because you was alive, but you couldn't partake in things outside of the facility you know, it was just kind of forgotten. The, you know, isn't that the right word, forgotten? Yeah, I think so many people say, oh, well, I'm going to make up for it by, you know, going twice as hard this summer and doing that. <laughs> but a whole year of a life being forgotten is very tragic. Very true. And not only that, um, you get a, a feeling of being distanced from your family you know, because they go about their things, but you're left in the facility. You can't do things with them. I mean, even tell about your great-grandson's baptism. Right. Um, you know, if I would have went to the baptism, I would have got quarantined for 14 days. And, you know, I was able to see it on video, but it wasn't like being there. And it really hurts. Because other people and family members was able to be there, but I couldn't. Lillian, I, I'm curious, too, to know about this. So with with all these people who weren't allowed into the facility and you not being allowed out of the facility, did your relationship strengthen with the staff at Serenity? I, I know that they did their best to try and bridge some gaps throughout the year and be a temporary family. The staff was very good. But it was not like your family. Yeah. It can't take the place of your family. And you know? so have you been able to now go out and, and uh, take in some family activities? I have, yeah. But it, I don't know, it just left a toll on us because, like I explained, it was like when you was in isolation and in uh, the uh, assisted living, you couldn't go out and do things with them. So you kind of become put on the back burner, you know. Uh, they just, you kind of lose connection of being able to do things with them. It's one thing too, to be quarantined to the building, but like another level to be like, never leave your apartment. I mean, we went for weeks at a time sometimes where we, they wouldn't be able to leave their apartments, Oh man! you know, and there's only so many hours of the day where even ourselves could go in and, and spend time with them to break up that monotony. And it's, it's terrible. It is. It, uh, they said it was to protect us. They didn't protect us at all. Not, I mean, to a certain extent, but I mean, it was awful not to be with your families because that's what we care about. 
you know. People couldn't go to the weddings. They couldn't hold their uh, great-grandchild. I mean, you're never going to get that chance again, you know. I can't, I, rem- I remember during the pandemic saying to my family, we're not doing this for tomorrow. We're doing this for a year from now. You know, we were we were going to just like hold out. We were going to do this. We were going to be strong because we were in this for the marathon. It wasn't a sprint. It was a marathon. And then we would be together again. And I think that's, you know, what I try to focus on, because even for myself, that wasn't completely quarantined. Like you said, it's it's such a forgotten year. It's such a strange year to think back on because I tell JJ this all the time. I'm like, when you think of last summer, what did we do last summer? I mean, we were still trying to do things and we were still coming to work and stuff. But I have like three memories of the entire summer of doing the same things over and over and over again. Um, What memories do you have from the quarantine, do you have any good memories? Um, probably when I broke the rule and went out and had dinner. <laughs> you had a day. She had a day of Lillian. She went all out one day. <laughs> and, and I had to threaten my family: either you come and get me, or I'll come and get my car and I'll leave town. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Did you go out to eat twice that day? I I got quarantined twice because uh, I um. Went one day for dinner, and then the next day, well, I think it was out for dinner, too. Two, in about two weeks, I was out twice, so I got a double dose of quarantine. Was it worth it? Of course it was worth <laughs> yes. it. Yes. But I did find out that what it's like to be in jail by being quarantined. And, I, you know, I think, too, like, it was almost a year to the date where our facility was required to be in have our residents in quarantine and it was just this past March where they could go wearing a mask out in the facility but for months and months and months before that we could come and go and everybody could come and go except for our residents and I think that was probably the worst part it just was hard to equivalent the the sense behind it for somebody who just has no respite from that quarantine right and you would um like I have that iPad and I see pictures of people out doing things and it was just like being stabbed in the heart because we couldn't, you know, we couldn't go out. We talked through them through the window or sat outside six feet apart. You couldn't touch them or anything, you know. It's a good example too of social media being great to be able to see those pictures but also maybe mm-hmm. even have a negative impact because of what Lillian is saying too, and not having, be able to have those same experiences like everybody else has, because we truly, Lillian, not we, was the very last human population to be able to be released from quarantine. I mean, people living in New York City could go out and about before residents in facilities like Lillian. Lillian, does it make those moments all the sweeter now? So, you know, I think of conversations I had with family before the quarantine where we talked about the weather or, oh, I got some new sneakers. And now when we were finally able to get back together, we had deeper, more important conversations. And I think I cherish the time a little bit more. Has that happened for you at all? Well, every time I get to spend with my family is a special time. Because when you get old, you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. So each each time you get to spend with them is very special, you yeah. know. 
did you have two makeup like birthday parties? I mean, have you had to eat a lot of cake <laughs> since quarantine ended? A lot of people having all these new celebrations to make up for lost ones. Well, at Serenity, we get a lot of uh, cakes and birthday things, and yeah, there's been plenty of cakes coming in and celebrating the birthdays. It was just one of those things too about quarantine is, for so many other things in life, you can have a countdown and get kind of relatively close to a deadline or the goal or something to look forward to. And we just never had that with quarantine. Every day would be, is there any sign of respite from getting rid of this restriction? And it just didn't exist. There was never inclination of of that going away. So you can never say just one more month or one more week or past Easter. Like we just never, we never got that. So to be able to even reassure Lillian and everyone else was impossible. Well, when they first started it, I thought, oh, two weeks, that's nothing. I could... Two weeks, that's not too bad. But it just kept going and going and going. I told Lillian, we were, I remember when it first started, we were sitting in the hallway and we were chatting. And I said, Lillian, I just believe this is like Noah's Ark and it's going to be this 40 days. And she's like, well, that's coming up soon. And I'm like, I just know it. It's 40 days. It's just like the Bible. It's This is how it's going to be. And we shook hands and agreed it was going to be 40 days and be done. And that was definitely not the case. No, it was a long time. Well, Lillian, I'm glad that you can be out and about. And thanks for coming over to the KFGO studios today. In fact, even with us, I remember when we started having Denise back in the studio, that was even a big deal for us to open our studio to other people out there. And so nothing compared to what you've had to go through for the last year and a half almost but it wasn't only me look at all the other people that went through a lot worse than what i did i mean they couldn't have their loved ones there when they died you know yeah it's tragic it is it's they did an awful thing to the old people is there anything on your uh, on a list of things you'd like to do now that things are open that we could help make happen for you? You know, are you yeah, there? I could talk to the governor. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> she would love that. <laughs> and we can cross radio off of her bucket list. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Crossing well, radio off the bucket, Lillian. You've you've got a distinct voice, and uh, the governor should listen to that voice. I think so too. Thank you very much for coming by, Lillian Dahl. It was really a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. And Denise, if people want to get a hold of you at Serenity, how should they do that? Give us a call at 218-477-7254. Thank you.